Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. And loveracing.nz forward slash ownership is where you can go for all of your ownership queries. Now, Sean Clotworth is on the line with us at five minutes past nine. Morning, Sean. Morning, guys. How you going? Yes, very good. Great to have you on the show. And uh, a couple of interesting runners for you today. Uh, and one in particular, Malt Time, who's dead set flying at the moment, mate. And there's an interesting backstory about, well, Malt Time's owners and we you came across this mare. So why don't we start there and as we work towards her chances today? Yeah, well, she's um, owned by Bull and Kerry Borry, and obviously Borry, uh, Bill Borry raced and trained Miss Potential, who was a champion mare in New Zealand some years ago. And uh, he picked this mare up off Gavel House, I think, for about 4K. And, um, yeah, she's she's done a good job from him. Very good job, and it is flying at the moment. It's going really well. Shawnee, um, it's Mickey, mate. You, you guys have had a fair bit of yeah, success Mickey. with um, with Gavel House. Obviously, this one was picked up by somebody else but joined the stable. But, of course, you had that good sprinter last year. You picked, picked up for 6,000, didn't you, who's, who's now ended up in yeah. Aussie? Is it still an Aussie? Yeah, just the canter. He's, um, he's been over to Australia. I think he won about half a million in Australia. And then back to New Zealand now, we're going to set him probably for the railway, or he's being set for the railway. So oh. he's back in our stable. But uh, When do we see was, him at the trials, uh, mate? Uh, he'll probably go to the trials to Waipara on Tuesday, or he'll uh, go to Evandale and have a gallop on the course proper on Monday, one of the two. So um, he'll either be out of the trials at Waipara or Evandale next, Are you uh, a, next set of trials. you a gavel house man, Shorty? You're the sort of person who logs on and sits there and ploughs <laughs> through a couple, or does Emma do that? Who's in charge of gavel house at the, the clock with the No, no, I'm... Um, Oh, we've got quite a few from Gavel House because Terry Lyons is a big client of mine. And he um, he supports Gavel House tremendously, buying a lot of horses off it. And uh, we have the odd look and, uh, you know, just see if we can find anything. My son Harrison, he's uh, he's always looking at it. So, yeah, between all of us, we we have a little dabble there. But it's, like, it's been, uh, yeah, it's been pretty, pretty kind to us, yeah, yeah. these horses. Going Very super, good. mate. That's a, that's great news just to canter coming back. People will be thrilled with that because um, he's been a bit of a fan favourite and made, made some people some money over the last wee while. Malt time today, she has this preparation. I thought she was a great bet two starts ago. Then I thought she was a good bet again last week. And she just well, she just keeps impressing, doesn't she? So I guess today the, the query and the thing I want to know from you before I'd say she could be an each-way bet is this heavy track. I mean, what do you suspect she's going to be able to get like, get through it like? She's had a third on a heavy before, but is there anything that tells you that she won't cop it? Yeah, well, she's got quite a bit of brilliance, Louie. So, um, you know, that would be a little bit of a worrying factor, but uh, Massa... Went out and walked the track this morning before he came to work, and he said it was better than you'd expect. Um, I spoke to Nigel Tiley this morning. He said that it, he thought it was on the range of the old dead six, bordering on slow seven. Um, there's brilliant sunshine now at White Park. Like it's just um, really, really clear and, and bright. So we're just hoping that the track uh, 
just continues to improve a little bit during the day, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, a bit unknown on the heavy ground. I, I would be a touch nervous about that. But if it is race, okay, yeah, I'd be, I'd be happy to run her if it's, a, if it's a sort of an old, you know, slow seven type of track, yeah. Definitely happy. Shawnee, away from uh, from training, you used to train oh. He's a Shocker, and now, of course, you guys have retained a small piece in it. It's over there in Australia, and must have been an enormous thrill to see it run second, albeit relegated to third in the... The champions race were a three million the other day. Like that's that's serious play and obviously worth a, a bit of money. Yeah, no, that's right, Mick. It was um, yeah, it was great. I was sitting on the couch by myself. I went back from Tuapo last uh, or two weeks ago and then watched the race. And yeah, I just yeah, couldn't believe it. Really, it was a huge thrill. He was a, yeah, he was a, he was a really nice horse, and it was a shame that we uh, had to sell him. But we've uh, the, the syndicate in New Zealand that raced him in New Zealand have retained forty percent of him. And uh, he's doing a great job over there. Looks like he's a he's a serious horse. Mick, Mick, I spoke to him about the sales, and he's um, he's got some sort of lofty ambitions for him next preparation. With a horse like him, when he's in a Mick Price type barn, do you find yourself yep. just enjoying the experience as an owner, or does does your trainer hat come on? Do you think to yourself, oh, I would have done this, or I would have put the blinkers on, or or do you just mm-hmm. let it be? Yeah, no, well, funny story because I um. I couldn't believe that Mick was running him. Actually, he was down in Sydney and, and ran in the Rosal Cup, and then he he, he um, shipped him back to uh, Melbourne during the week. And I thought, man, what are you doing? You're mad. Um, but I told him that afterwards. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, he was right. <laughs> he was right. Yeah. So the horse travelled back from you know from Sydney down to Melbourne. It's a, it's a long trip during the week, and uh, and then fronted up in that company. And yeah, surely that, that, that's why Mick Price is a millionaire, and you're not. Yeah, exactly. Are you still the head of the Trainers Association, Sean? Yes, I'm still head of the Trainers Association. So yeah, yeah. You, you and I are talking during the week. There's been uh, some grumbling from the Trainers yeah. Association. Do you, I believe you, you don't think there's a, uh, a good relationship between the Trainers Association and the Racing Integrity Board. What form does that take? Oh, well, you know, I'm not saying that it's not a good relationship, but, like, um, the Trainers Association, part of my role is just looking to make sure that our resources are, are used in the right direction, Mick. So, you know, we've all got limited resources and we've been racing for, you know, limited type of stakes for quite some time now. So, um, yeah, I'm just making, I just want to make sure that the money that we get in this industry has been put in the right places. So uh, do we need to have a budget? Um, what we've got for racing integrity, my opinion, no, we don't. Um, it could be better put in infrastructure and education, which is uh, part of the another racing act for that uh, gaming money. And yeah, I just want to make sure that you know it's going in the right direction. So yeah, we'll be we'll be challenging that. In in your role, Sean, I imagine you kind of have to serve, oh. survey and um, be, you know speak to the every sort of trainer up and down the country. I've just spent a week down on the West Coast and jumped the fence and had a look around Kamara because I always wanted to see the old track there. Do you get to travel much and do you talk to all the different levels and hobby trainers, part-time trainers, the, the, the full-scale syndicators? Are you getting a good read on how everybody's feeling at the moment? Yeah, well, you try to, Louis. You know, you try and um, talk to as many people as you can. Obviously, you just you know you can't be ringing everybody, but... Um, yeah, you know, like I'm always on the phone and, and talking to people and, you know, sort of getting a feeling of what's happening right around New Zealand. I was um, down in Christchurch uh, last week. I didn't have anything. Oh, I was racing that Andrew Carson's trains for us now, but um, didn't have anything myself 
down there, so I went down there. I mean, I've been to the West Coast as Mick knows. I spent plenty of time over there. And funny, when I took over the uh, the Trainers Association, uh, Pikey said he had, uh, I took it over from Tony Pike, and uh, he said he'd had a call from um, someone that uh, lived in uh, just out the back of Raymouth somewhere. And uh, I said, yeah, well, I know where that is. He didn't even know, know where it was. So, no, I definitely, uh, yeah, <laughs> been a while going a fair bit. So, um yeah, yeah, you know, you listen to everyone's opinion, and um, and and part of the being trainers association, you've got to do what's right for for everybody. You know, like you're not just uh, doing what's right for the big planners. You're trying to encompass everyone in it. Sean, the news has come out from NZTR that they're going to have um, extra compensation after the Rickerton debacle last week, where trainers who had to stay for an extra couple of days can claim yeah. compensation for accommodation, and and some of the jockeys can claim for their flights. Is that enough? Yeah. Um, considering they can't control all the tracks at this stage. Are they doing enough mm. to help people out after what happened last weekend? Well, there's, there's limited money, probably, Mick, so, you know, that's it's something. And, uh, you know, obviously it probably cost people more than the compensation's uh, going to be. But, uh, yeah, you know, at least, at least they're doing something. I spoke to Bruce about it, and um, I thought it was it was fair enough that uh, what they'd given them, and, and it's as much as they could, and all, we've just got to all work together and, and try and get a handle on, on these tracks and uh, make sure we've got our, our infrastructure you know, a lot better than it's been in the last sort of six months. Fair enough, Sean, and I think we're all in that boat, mate. Hey, just back to, to today before we uh, let you go and crack on with your your morning, um, you do have a couple of other runners other than Malt Time, Bella and in the first, Lashana. Do you have, uh, and Molly's Games, and I'm pretty sure, do you have a, a chance or is there something you'd point us to, or either a place or a win or an each-way chance? What's the pick of the, yeah, yeah. Pick of the litter? Yeah, probably Lashana. I think she hit the line good last time. Um, the strain on well. I think uh, probably track will suit her, and uh, getting a toe on the ground will definitely suit her. She's performed on uh, on off tracks at the trials, so yeah, she's a nice little progressive filly. So I think Michelle on the first. Oh, there's an each way oh, chance. Yeah, good stuff. There you go, Sean Clotworthy, uh, trains a partnership with them, of course. Thanks so much, Sean. We'll catch up again soon. Good guys, thank you. Yeah. It's really interesting how important it is to have a national view. I mean, Sean buzzes around the country. He's a social guy. He likes going to other carnivals, but it's really important because... Well, the, climb, the climate changes personality-wise. As you know, Mick, the further south you go and the further west you go and the further east you go, it's the, not just the opinions that change, the personalities of the region have completely well, different they're versions. More, they're more laconic in the South Island. You know, it, it, it's, there's not a lot of hype. And, and it's very easy to think that racing is Taupo North because most of the good horses are trained in Matamata or Cambridge or, or north of Bailey Park or whatever. But racing is just as important in the CD and just as important in the South Island. It may not be where the big money is, but so many of the people who end up being great trainers come from small towns. And if you keep, you know, you need to understand what's going on in those towns because the next best jockey in New Zealand isn't going to be born in Auckland. The champion trainer in New Zealand is not going to be born in Auckland. They're not going to be born in Wellington either. They've got to come from small towns. So unless you can embrace racing and keep them going in those small towns, because that's where the Skeltons came from. That's where James McDonald came from. You know, Michael Walker wasn't born in Parnell. You know, these guys, these young kids who end up being our champion jockeys and almost all of our champion trainers never live in cities their entire lives. And that's why you need to have an understanding of what's going on in the regions because that's where all the horse people come from. Well, Mick, it's something I'm really passionate about. I completely agree with everything you just said there. But look, industry-wide, like sectors, different sectors, 
I, I think it's so important we preserve small town New Zealand and the cultures and we listen to the personalities of those different towns around New Zealand because so many brilliant Kiwis have come from out of towns. We can't be city and central centres focused well, because you just you silence the brilliance that will come and everybody deserves their fair crack. I mean, I'm biased because I'm from Leithfield Beach in North Canterbury. I understand you, you're from the West Coast, so I know we're probably along the same lines. And people in cities might say, oh, whatever. Like, you know, people. why do people always end up in Auckland? Because you've got to come here. Yeah, but you need to listen and you need to hear and understand the lifeblood and the, the heartbeat of those tiny little towns. You need to keep injecting them with their say and keep injecting them with infra- infrastructure and things to keep them alive. Because eventually, if you just get everybody having the same... Everybody comes from the same places. The opinions will be the same. We will have no brilliance. There won't be those little moments, the skeletons, as well, you say. It's the pipeline. It's the pipeline of talent. If you listed the 100 most successful jockeys in New Zealand history, or trainers, or media people, or whatever, and if even if you listed the 100 most successful owners or breeders, virtually none of them would have been born in central Wellington, central Auckland, or central Christchurch. They're not, that's not where people come from. Sir Peter Vella wasn't born in... in you know, Patrick Hogan, these people aren't born. They're land people. They come from smaller towns. They love the horse because you don't spend millions on them. You know, you don't spend millions on horses unless you come from somewhere where horses are relevant. And that's why it's so important that you have the Timaroos and not just the Greymouths, but the Invercargles and Nelson and Marlborough. These are places I'm scared are going to lose that racing Ooh, fabric. The, the Taranaki, um, like the, the Otaki, like the, there's so many different places that you well, can ha- point to. Hastings. Hastings. Yeah. And, and we're not saying that we don't understand why the racing, the racing obviously has to come to the population eventually, but I just, I'm so big on, and this is not just racing for me, I'm talking different industries, I'm talking sport, I'm talking culture. I'm talking infrastructure, I'm talking productivity. I think it's so important that we keep small town New Zealand and regional New Zealand with a heartbeat because the minute we let it die, we'll never get that brilliance back. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.